Rookie Designer 118. So I've had a few requests to do a podcast on the topic of content management systems. And I actually got the first request quite a while ago. And I remember this because I actually didn't want to do it yet because I hadn't yet experimented with some of the uh, CMS systems that are out there. And I wanted to at least get some, uh, some experience doing that before I start talking about it. Uh, one that we'll be talking about that I do have experience with is WordPress, which is, of course, a blogging software. Um, so we'll talk about, you know, there are different kinds of CMS tools, and they, some of them function a little bit differently, have different features and whatnot, but it's that same general idea. But again, I wanted to have a, at least a little bit of experience before I start talking about this stuff, so I guess the thing to keep in mind is I'm not by any means a content management system expert. I've used a few different tools out there. There are lots and lots of tools out there for you to use and it's really just getting into it and seeing what kind of features they offer and uh, you know how, how it is for you to use it um, to, to figure out if that's the software that you want to be using. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, the three pieces of software that I'm going to be talking about are WordPress, like I said, uh, Joomla, and Drupal. So first of all, let me just uh, say thank you for tuning in again, uh, for listening and subscribing if you do so. Uh, It really obviously means a lot to me that you guys are listening. It makes it worth my time actually making these podcasts. So uh, I thank you for that. Um, Also, thank you for spreading the word. Like I said, uh, I can tell there are some people out there that are uh, tweeting about the show on on their Twitter account and uh, at least reposting some of the the tweets that I throw out there when new episodes come out and stuff. And I appreciate that. So keep that up. And, uh, if you're not part of that yet, I ask that, you know, anybody that listens to the show, the way, the best way that you can pay me back is to just tell other people about the show. Let them know that it's here. If you think it's uh, something that, you know, somebody, you know, can use or find useful, then just, tell them where it is, tell them how to subscribe or how to get the show. And that would mean really a lot to me. So that would be great. Um, You know what? One thing I forgot I was going to talk about. Last time I was talking about how um, I use a couple of hard drives to capture my shows. And I had them set up in a hard drive enclosure and the enclosure kind of took a dive and all of a sudden was useless. So I asked for donations from people, which is something I always hate doing, but I really needed to replace this thing. So I asked for donations and one of the coolest things ever happened. I actually got an email from um, the good people at Pure 9 Studios and you can find them at pure9studios.com And they actually donated all the money that I needed to replace my enclosure. So then I was able to go back and say, hey, you know, I don't need any donations from anyone else. Um, For those of you who tried to give me donations or were thinking about it, thank you for even considering it. And, uh, of course, the the hugest debt of gratitude goes to Pure9 Studios. Again, that's purenidestudios.com. And... uh, 
You know, I just I don't really know what to say. I've never I've never experienced something like that myself, but they were gracious enough. They have some really good work up on their website. I mean, if anything else, just go check it out and and they do some work for the for history.com, which is pretty cool. So, um at the very least, you can go check it out and get some inspiration for for maybe some projects that you're working on. But uh man, I was ju- I was really floored by the fact that they were able to just bust out all the money like that for me. And, uh, you know, it was no small amount. It was like, uh, it was over a hundred dollars. So, um, really, really grateful for them for doing that for me and, uh, keeping this, this thing going. Uh, not that I was going to fold up shop without that thing, but, uh, it definitely was hindering the process of, of making these podcasts. So, um, Again, I can't thank you enough. Pure Nine Studios, um, their tagline is Experience Creativity. So uh, you'll probably be hearing about them for at least a couple of podcasts as I'm trying to, uh, you know, repay the debt that that they uh, repay the debt. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, other happenings, uh, n- not much other than the fact that things are getting a little busy again. Um, things actually tend to get a lot slower as we move towards the holidays, but it's going to be, I think the exact opposite for me this year because of this huge project that I have going on at work where we're, um, doing a re-architecture as well as a redesign of our web application. So, um, just prepare for the worst, I guess. Uh, I think, I feel like I'm always saying the same thing, but, um, things are getting so busy that, um, well, I, I guess you've probably noticed if you listen to this podcast, it's been going like once a month lately, and that's definitely uh, less than I want it to be, but you know, it's, it is what it is, and if it has to be once a month, then I guess that's what it has to be, because uh, I got lots of other stuff going on. But I am going to try my best to uh, get, get episodes out there a little more often than that. Hopefully twice a month is what I usually shoot for, so um, we'll try and get back on that schedule. But just be prepared and and remember that you know if you ever want if you ever have a question about what's going on with the podcast, uh, you can go to the Twitter account for it, and the username is rookie designer and like I said, usually if if it's supposed to be this week that I'm supposed to be putting out a podcast and I'm not going to be able to do it, I will throw up a little message there that says, "Hey, it's not going to happen until next week or you know it'll be delayed a couple of days or whatever the case is. You can get that information there as well as you know every once in a while, I put up some nice tidbits some uh uh some links to interesting sites or interesting articles uh about design so those are other things that you might be able to find up there again on twitter.com and the username is rookie designer. So just go ahead and follow that if you need that information. Uh, finally, we'll wrap up with our sponsor, which is as always GoToMeeting. And with GoToMeeting, you can do more and travel less. And you do this by hosting meetings online. It's very easy to do. Click of the button, you can start a meeting. Uh, you can have other people join who are, you know, in the same city but across town or in a different state or even a different country. And it doesn't really matter because you're actually sharing your screen with them. So they log in through their browser. They can see everything that's going on on your screen. And you talk to them over the phone or over voice over IP or both. And that way you guys can collaborate just as if you're both in the same room because they're seeing what you're doing and you guys are talking about it. So it's a great tool. Uh, it's very cost effective because you pay one flat rate and you meet as many times as you need to. So if you want to try this, just go to this URL, gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. 
Uh, you'll find a page there where you can sign up and download the software, and you can try it for free for 30 days. And in that 30 days, set up a bunch of meetings and check it out. Make sure it's something that's going to work for you. So again, today I wanted to talk about content management systems, and I'll just throw out my disclaimer one more time. I am absolutely not an expert in this field. Uh, I've used a few pieces of software that would fall under this, uh, I guess you'd say, umbrella of content management. So I'm going to be talking a little bit to those and just kind of the basic theory about what CMS is and you know why it was made. Uh, and how it can be very useful to to us designers. And I think really the group that I would focus on most here is designers that don't have a lot of web experience because it's really geared towards people who um, want to set up some kind of... Uh, you know, web presence or web design or, or something to share, you know, content on the web, yet they don't really have that programming background that they can be able to, you know, set up the back end of their website or even sometimes set up the front end. So these tools are, are really helpful in building that site for you. And uh, all you have to do is supply the content and, and it really makes it easy for you. So, um, so the first thing I want to do is read a little bit about, you know, what they are. So uh, the first one here is just from Wikipedia. So it says a content management system is a computer application used to manage workflow needed to collaboratively create, edit, review, index, search, publish, and archive various kinds of digital media and electronic text. And uh, I actually like the one that they had on... Joom, the Joomla website. So Joomla is another one that we're going to be talking about. And let me just go through real quick here. I'll put these in the show notes as well. But uh, the different ones we'll be talking about are WordPress again. So that's WordPress.org. Joomla, which is Joomla.org. And that's spelled J-O-O-M-L-A. And then the last one is Drupal, which is at Drupal.org. That's D-R-U-P-A-L.org. So on the, Joomla, on the Joomla one, it says, uh, content management system is software that keeps track of every piece of content on your website, much like your local public library keeps track of books and, and stores them. Content can be simple text, photos, music, video, documents, or just about anything you can think of. A major advantage of using a CMS is that it requires almost no technical skill or knowledge to manage. Since the CMS manages all your content, you don't have to. So I thought that was kind of good. It relates it to layman's terms and, and kind of shows you the worth of it and what it does. Um, so I guess the first one we talk about is WordPress. And WordPress is what I use to serve up the podcast websites. Um, I actually started back in the day when I first started this podcast, I started it on blogs. Was it Blogspot? Blogger. It was on Blogger. So... Um, and a lot of the, the, the thing with a lot of these blogger software pieces of software is that a lot of them have their own website where you can set up your own blog on their website, which gives you very limited, uh, options for it. So you can always, you know, you can write, you can put your content up there, you can have people comment on that and that's all great. And, and that's kind of the basic theory here. And I tend to think of blogging software as not so much a CMS as the other ones, but it really kind of is. And it's, and it's more for sharing, you know, 
links and stories, you know, written text, things of that nature. And the reason that it's, you know, considered like CMS because of the way that it's built, it's built first of all, but also the way you can deliver the information and other people can join in, you know, they share the information because they read it, but that's basically what a regular website does, but they can also come back, they can comment, um, they can do things like that. So, um, you're really starting to get into that area of, you know, why were these things built? Basically, it was so that people could communicate back and forth through this one web presence. And uh, that's what they definitely start to do. Um, as far as the back end goes, though, like I said, you have limited functionality if you're using one of those that's actually hosted on their site. So where we start to break it out and get some of that uh, good functionality that we may want is when we actually take an instance of that and put it on our own web server. So um, basically you have your own hosting service and you're gonna grab this thing, it's just a package that you download and you're gonna throw it up on your server and install it there. Uh, many of web hosting companies now nowadays have like a what they call one-click install. So I definitely have that on mine. And uh, mine, again, is DreamHost. So that's DreamHost.com. And I'll put a link up for that, too, if you want to check it out. It's pretty affordable. And they have many of the major ones. And most of the ones that I've tried are ones that they have one-click installs for because... Um, you know, I'm no, I'm no whiz at getting these things installed and getting the databases hooked up and all that. So uh, if they have a one-click install, it's something that I've tried out and checked out uh, because it was easy to do. So you'll find that with a lot of them. They'll have maybe have some section where basically you click a button and say, put this on my website or put this on my uh, hosting account. And then it, it installs it for you and gives you a link to go to the, the page that you start setting it up. So... If you can do it that way, obviously that's the easiest way to do it and uh, it'll save you a lot of time and headaches. If not, uh, you can go to any one of these websites that I just gave you, download the software package, and they should have some kind of lengthy instructions for actually getting that thing installed and getting it hooked up and uh, getting it going. Um, that's really kind of outside the scope of this talk but just so you know that there is that option out there. And it's probably the best way to do it. If you want to customize the way that it looks, um, some of the plugins that you'll use, uh, just different things like that. And you notice, you know, if you go to a lot of websites, you may notice or you may not notice that some of them are actually just glorified uh, blogging software, glorified versions of WordPress, kind of like the ones for the podcast. Uh, I built the whole frame around it. And actually, I didn't even build it. You know, I took a theme from someone else and I just changed the way that it looked. I changed the layout of the design of it. All the underneath, all the back end part, I didn't touch that because I don't know how to build that part. And uh, actually, let's just jump right into there. So all of these, the, the, the theme here is that you have this web presence or website. To the outside, it looks like just a regular website. Uh, on the back end of that, you'll have some sort of panel that you can log into. And this is what makes it great. This is what makes it available to people who are not maybe technical or not uh, able to build their own website. So on the back end, you have this panel and it allows you to customize the website. You can do things like, you know, grab new themes and it usually comes with a few themes, but then you can also go out to other websites and download other themes and install them. And this way you can make the website look exactly like you want. Um, 
And like I said, you know, there's millions of themes out there. And if you want it to look exactly like you want it to look, and you have some ability in HTML and CSS, then you can take someone else's theme and you can kind of move things around and make it look exactly like you want it to look. And that way you're really getting the best of both worlds there. Uh, you get some kind of a template to start with so that you know it's going to look a certain way. And then you can kind of go in there and fix what you want to fix and make it look good. And that way you're not having to build the whole thing, yet you're able to put your personal mark on it as well. But back to this, uh, this idea of like a panel. So you log into that. Uh, in WordPress, it allows you to make new posts. Um, it allows you to... Um, basically set up new pages so you can make a full website if you want. Um, these extra pages are just pages that have information. So, you know, I can go in there and it gives you kind of the box where you can just type in and you can stylize it, all that kind of good stuff. Kind of like when you leave a comment on some websites, it actually gives you the ability to it has kind of like a little text editor in it. So I can go in there and I can just write straight text if I wanted to, and that'll put that on the page and I can insert photos and things like that. It'll put it on the page for me. It'll write the HTML for me. Uh, if I am skilled in HTML, I can actually write HTML in there so that I can control how it looks and how, you know, how the content comes out on the page and allows you to do that as well. Um, one of the great things about content management systems is that people are constantly developing for all of them, which means that you have these little plugins or little extra pieces that can be installed into these things and they have different functions. So one of the ones that I use in my WordPress is uh, PodPress, it's called PodPress. And what that does, it gives me an, an extra little piece on my backend. So when I make a post, you know, I write in all the information. That's what you would read on the website. That's where I put all my text and my links and all that stuff. Uh, it gives me another piece in that process that says, hey, do you want to add a media file to this? And I can add the media file. I can tell, it, it can actually go and figure out, you know, how, how big is this file? How long is it? So it gives you that information. It creates the little link with the little icon that goes on the website that you click on to get that podcast. Uh, it also sends a bunch of information with it. So, you know, it has information that goes to iTunes to tell it, you know, what's the title of this thing? What's the, uh, what's the image that we use for, for the actual podcast? Um, what's the category that it goes in? What's the description, the description that you would see if you go to iTunes and look up the podcast. So all that kind of stuff is in there as well. So it helps me to manage the podcast. And these are things that, you know, obviously, I wouldn't, I would have to hand roll. I would have to put all that stuff straight into my RSS feed uh, if I wanted to do that. And actually on that topic, that is probably one of the biggest things, one of the biggest reasons that people use blogging software for podcasts is that it actually creates an RSS feed on its own. So every time I add a post to my little website in the back end and say, commit, you know, put this post up, it actually adds that to the RSS feed that goes out and the RSS feed is what is used to actually serve up the podcast. So the RSS feed then goes, for me, it goes through FeedBurner, which is another service that you can customize, customize things on the feed. Uh, it doesn't have to go there. From there, it goes into iTunes 
and iTunes accepts that, and that's why every time I put up a post with a new media file in it, it gets updated. And then in iTunes, iTunes recognizes that there's a new post with a new media file, and then it adds that media file to the list, and that's how, of course, you get all the podcasts. So uh, basically, that was the reason I started using uh, blogging software and eventually ended up on WordPress. There's definitely a lot more different options for blogging software out there, and there, there's many good ones as well, but uh, this was just the one that I found that I was comfortable with. So uh, again, I mean, you you might notice that you might not, but a lot of websites uh, out there are actually built on these types of, these types of engines, and I, I think this is kind of the lowest level just because there's not many functions that these things do. I mean, there is. I mean, you could add in quite a bit of plugins and have it do quite a few things. But jumping up to the next level, I think, is where we really start to, to see the, the real power of a CMS tool. And I'll start with Drupal because that's the one that I actually started with first. And again, this was something that I was able to you know, click a button basically and have it installed on my website. And I'll throw this out there again as well. I always talk about lynda.com and it's a really, really good resource. I know there's other websites out there that go over software, but lynda.com has been my favorite for a long time. And uh, they really cover a lot of stuff these days. And they're really good about, you know, they have a little area where you can post suggestions like I'd like to see a video series on this particular software and they seem pretty proactive about it because I've 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 put up a couple of things not to say that I was the only one asking for it but I've put up a couple of uh, of different pieces of software that I'd like to see videos on and eventually they all are up there so uh, anyway lynda.com if you want to check these things out but this is how I learn these things and they're really good they go through it step by step um, they show you how to set it up on your system locally so that you can make all the changes and then also how to get that up on your web server which with these things is not always the easiest thing um they're they are connected to to um databases so if you've never used a database before that can be very confusing that was one of the the points of confusion for me and still is a little bit but uh once you get into doing some of this stuff it's it's actually it becomes pretty easy and once you actually get the thing set up from the first point and get that, that database hooked up to it, you really don't have to worry about that anymore. That's just kind of where all your data for your website goes. And uh, that's really an important piece, of course. But once it's set up there, you, you, really, um, you really don't have to worry about it that much anymore at, after that point. So um, Drupal was, was something that was created a long time ago, I guess, it says in 2000 is when uh, the creators actually came up with it. And again, it was built as a website that would allow people to share, you know, ideas or just, you know, text or media, stuff like that. They just wanted to be able to share different things on this website. And at that point, there wasn't a whole lot of that kind of stuff going on. Um, I think we're kind of spoiled today as far as, you know, being able to share things. And that's really the whole point of Web 2.0 was this thing that you're going to be able to share with other people. And, you know, even things like an article that's written on a newspaper website, people can go up there and give their own opinion uh, on that same website. So that was uh, a theme that was not really too explored at, at the time when they were doing this. So um, what happened was uh, they built this this website 
for sharing. And in 2001, they decided to release, you know, the software behind that website, the software, the, the software that was making it work, making it available to uh, get that kind of functionality in a website. So they released it uh, and it was called Drupal. And it says here on the website that the, the word Drupal derives from the English pronunciation of the Dutch word uh, Drupal or Drupal, which means to drop. So basically, their idea was they're dropping information here on this website where other people can come in and get that information. So anyways, this kind of uh, this is the kind of thing that's been happening quite a bit over the last decade. People realizing that, hey, you know, I have this great technology on this website or in this web application. I can actually package it up into, you know, this this little package, this package of software, and put that out there for other people to grab and put it on their own, and they can use the same kind of thing. So, you know, all these these pieces of software that I'm talking about today, they're all free. You don't have to pay for them. Um, it's pretty obvious that you're using their software, and I think that's really where it comes, you know, it comes in for them is somebody goes to your website, either it says something like powered by Drupal or something like that, or, I mean, you can just kind of tell. People that have used these softwares can tell that that's what's going on there. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they do take donations and things like that, but uh, really it's about sharing this this technology that that everybody can have a website that, that works in this way. So... Um, this was the first one that I started playing around with. And again, the idea here is you've got this base software that you can plug into your, your web server and make a website that does a lot of different things. And on top of that, the best part of it is you can go to this other website and it has tons and tons of developers who are making plugins for this software. So this thing can do pretty much anything you want it to do. Um, there's all kinds of things from just making this ba basically a blogging site, which is pretty much included in the base functionality that you get with this piece of software. Or you can do things like make a podcast like I do. Um, there's pieces that you can fit in for e-commerce. So if you want to sell things on your website, there's solutions for that. Um, there's all kinds of things that you can do with this. And the greatest thing, again, is you don't have to build these pieces. They're already there. You just got to find them, download them, and install them into your website, and that'll help you do that. So again, this thing works in kind of the same way. It's a little more complicated than the WordPress, though. I'm logging in. I'm going into like a back-end area of this website, and that's where I'm going to configure everything from the way that the website actually looks to what kind of panels I have, so this one, I can add things like polls. You know, there's little plugins for polls. And you'll go to websites and you see they have like, you know, a main content area right in the middle of the website. On the left-hand side, maybe there's some kind of navigation or something. On the right-hand side, you have these little boxes. And some of them have just information. Some of them are like archived, you know, media or something like that. Some of them are polls where you just have a quick little poll and you, you choose whichever one you think and you vote and then it gives you the results. So things like that. Um, you don't have to build it at all. You just drop it in and uh, then you can then go into it and say, I want to create a new poll and here's the title of the poll and here's the different choices for the poll and submit that and it's all done for you. And now you have a poll there. It automatically gives people results. You don't have to figure anything out to do that. It actually does all the work for you. So really, really a great thing. And uh, 
like I said, it's it's really limitless in the possibilities because people have been developing for this thing since it came out, which is quite a few years. Now, some of the things you got to pay attention to in this world are what's the difference between you know, a, a piece of software, a plugin that is, you know, tested and, and ready for the website, uh, one that's actually in a beta or in an alpha for that matter. Um, you got to be aware of what these things mean. Uh, when people are testing things, they're in a beta form, they're in a beta state, they would say. And that means that, you know, it's it's been going through some testing, but it might not be ready for prime time. It might not be a good thing to put on your website. It might actually break other things on your website. So you have to be weary of these types of things. And this is this is really where you have to get involved in and understand that things can possibly go wrong. Um, because you're not the one building these pieces of software, uh, you don't really have control over what it's going to do to the rest of your website. So you just have to be mindful of the fact that things can go wrong and you might have to just uninstall that piece back. And and for that matter, I would throw this out there. You the the I think the inclination when you get started in this stuff, and it definitely was for me, is to go out and find all these awesome plugins and just install them all. That is definitely the wrong way to do things. What you want to do is find these things, go ahead and make a list, maybe even download them all, install them one at a time. Get your website going the way you want it to go, install one plugin, make sure that it works and it doesn't break anything else, and then move on to the next one. Because if, if you're just installing just a crap load of these things in there at the same time and something breaks, you're not going to know which one did it. You're going to have, you're going to, have to uninstall all those things again and like I said, put them in back, back in one by one to make sure that that's not the culprit that's causing the problems. So that's the kind of issues I think you're really going to find. Uh, other issues are just learning the software, how to manipulate it. There's a lot of different ways to, to figure out how to set things up. And uh, like I said, again, go, go to lynda.com and they have movies both on uh, Drupal and also on Joomla. And I believe they also have some on WordPress. And these will give you that step-by-step, at least to get you into the system and set up a basic website with all the basic functionality that comes with the package. And that will then, I think, give you enough knowledge that you can start going out and grabbing other pieces and putting them in. Now, of course, there's all kinds of documentation on the plugins, um, telling you how how to install it, how to use it, all that kind of good stuff. But I think once you get that base knowledge of how this this software, this CMS tool works in the first place, it's really going to lend itself to adding new pieces to that and uh, things will become much easier. So that was the first one I tooled around with. It's not, uh, it's not supported that well on my web hosting. So they, they give you kind of a, a simplistic version that you can't really do much to. There are ways to get around that, which I, I did try and do. But uh, it, it's an excellent tool. It's one of the top ones out there as far as I've seen. Um, again, I'm no expert, but doing a little bit of reading and, and finding out what people are using, this is a, a very popular choice. And you can tell when you go to the, the site where the developers are because there's just so much content there. Um, the last one I want to talk about is Joomla. And Joomla is very similar to, to Drupal. It's that same idea that's you know, it's, you're building a website based on this software package. It gives you that base functionality, which allows you to basically set up some sort of, um, almost like a blog, but a little more 
a little more developed than that, a little more like a website. So we have things like the polls, like I talked about. Um, you can install things such as a forum. So um, if you haven't guessed yet, I talked about actually redesigning the, the Rookie Designer and App Clinic websites, and this is the direction that I'm going to go. So we're going to have basically a web portal for these things. Instead of going to the website and seeing everything and then logging in to use the forum, you actually come to the website and you log in into the front page and you are part of the community now that is Rookie Designer. And that way you can use a, a forum that's in there. Perhaps you can maybe download some documents that I have in there. Um, you can view, you can be able to view all the information about the podcasts, um, show notes and all that kind of stuff. And it's really, now this is what we're talking about. I'm sharing content with you, whether it be text, whether it's you sharing with lots of other people in a forum, whether I'm sharing links to documents that you can download. Um, that's what the idea of this whole thing is. So, and again, it's that, it's the same thing. It's, it gives me a piece of software that's already built. I don't have to build the back end of it. And I can customize it to make it look the way that I want to. And I can also customize it to put in the options that I want to have in there. And I do all this by, again, logging into a back-end panel. And uh, if you've never experienced a panel, it's basically just... It, well, if you, if you log into, let's say, Facebook and you, you're, you're customizing you know, the information about your, yourself, about, about your profile. That's basically what we're talking about. You're in a panel that it, it kind of walks you through what you need to do. It gives you the options, and you plug in you know, whatever information that you need. So here I'm creating articles or blog posts, which is basically the same thing. You know, I can create polls if I want to. Uh, I can create a whole menu system. So I can decide which pages I want and which pages are going to come off of which other pages. And then I can build my navigation bar. Uh, I can change the theme of it so I can make it look different ways if I want to. And again, I can take that a step further if I have the knowledge to um, put in my own images, uh, mess with the CSS, even mess with some of the HTML layout so that I can make things look exactly the way that I want to. But uh, Bottom line is I have a set of functionality here that is very easy to use. And again, we'll go back to lynda.com, has an excellent video series to get you started in Joomla. Um, and they, they basically take you through all the things that are included in the, 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 the software package with Joomla. So once you install it, what do I get with that? It tells you how to use all that kind of stuff. They do go into a little bit adding in some other things that developers have made, adding in some plugins and uh, how to use those. But there's not a whole lot about that. Actually, I thought uh, the Drupal series did a lot better job of um, grabbing some essential plugins that other developers have made, installing those and using those to your benefit. They did a really good job of showing that in that video series on lynda.com on Drupal, uh, a lot better than they did on Joomla. And, you know, maybe that's something to come. You know, they're always looking for new um, video series to put up in there. And that, that would probably be a great one, like the top 10 plugins that people use and how to do that. But like I said, there's, a, there's endless 
possibilities here. And I think one of the most intriguing ones to me at this point is the whole e-commerce thing. Because I do a lot of jobs, I do a lot of freelance jobs, and people want this kind of functionality. And one of the things actually that, that you probably always hear if you do web design is, you know, my customer wants to be able to update their website daily. Okay, so this is where you can actually do that. And one of the most power, powerful things about these CMS tools is that you can have different users. So, of course, if you set up the website, you're the super user. That means you can control anything. You can change the menus. You can change the way it looks. You can change this or that. You can also set it up so that there's users with limited functionality. So if you, want to, if you have a customer that wants to be able to update their website or put up new news every single day or something like that, you can give them a login as well, and you can set it up so that they can only do certain things. So maybe they log in, and all they are able to do is write new articles and then submit those. And now they're able to actually change the content that's on their website, which is what they want. And it's also helpful for you, for you because you don't have the time every day to go up and put a news article up for them. So that helps you. That's, that would be a kind of a waste of your time. Uh, that way you're doing your job and they're doing their job and you, you both can use this website to your advantage. So um, I forgot where I was actually going with that point in the first place, but just remembering, remembering that, I mean, it's a, great, it's a great way to be able to manage your, your software or your website because one of the other things that I like to do, I mean, if you've used the forum for Ricky Designer, you notice that there's people that can actually... Um, people that can actually police it. People were, were helping me look out for spammers, um, uh, just kind of managing the things that are up there. And you can do the same thing with a CMS tool because, again, I can give certain responsibilities to a certain user. So everybody's going to log into this thing. Some people will log in and just get the information. Other people may be able to log in and actually work on the website or monitor it you know, in a certain way. So you can have users with all different um, ranges of privileges for the website, which is also a great, great thing. But, you know, there's, there's just so much, so much you can do here. And really, the possibilities are out there already. You just need to go find them. And you, you definitely need to have an idea of what you want to do with your website. And I, I just remembered what I was talking about. So you get customers that want to do certain things. They want to have, you know, a poll on their website. They want to have, um, you know, a forum of some type. They want people to be able to comment on their articles. Uh, they want to sell something. So this is where, you know, you can come to this thing. And if this is what you're using as their website, you can go out and grab those things. And you don't have to then uh, hire out another developer to help you build this stuff. It's all there for you. You just need to figure out how to actually integrate it into the website. And uh, it just it saves you that headache. Because I'm going to guess that most of the people that, that I'm talking to on this podcast are designers. And uh, although some of us do know a little bit of, of programming, maybe you know some JavaScript, some, some ways to get around things and ways to, to make things work, um, the way that they seem like they, that they should, but it might not be exactly the best way because we are not programmers. Um, this helps you because all the work is done for you already. You just need to plug it in, customize it, and make, it, make sure that it's working in the way that you want it to work. And that's really the beauty of a CMS tool. So again, um, really just the basic principles here are you're sharing information through a website 
whether that be just straight text where you're writing articles, whether it be sharing documents, uh, sharing media. And uh, it's a way for for people to to collaborate at the same time. So you can automatically get a site that, that has privileges a site that has a login so that if you want to you know, hide something behind a login, you have the ability to do that and you can make people sign up before they can actually get to the content that you're, that you're hiding from them. Um, like I said, there's tons of plugins that we can put into this thing that people have already developed and it gives you functionality that you probably wouldn't be able to build yourself uh, in the first place. And it just, again, it gives you that basic underneath that back end of your website that you may or may not be able to build yourself, but even if you are able to, it's there for you already and, and there's no need for you to, to spend the time doing that. You can spend your time customizing it, making it look the way you want it to, and actually get it out there a lot quicker and have it to have it function correctly and uh, not have to worry about those types of things. And the keys here are, you know, if you, once you get this thing set up, you don't really have to know anything. You don't even have to really know HTML. Um, so if this is something that maybe you want to build a website for your, your freelance business or something, but you don't do web work, this is a way to be able to get that done. There are also that I noticed um, people that you can hire to set these websites up for you. So if you are just completely lost and it's not something you really want to learn that much about, there are people you can hire that will install the software for you, get it set up, and I think maybe at some point, you know, give you a little bit of training of how to use it. So that's always an option as well if you if you want to go that route. But I think it's all, once you get through the installation process and, and get a few things under your belt as far as, you know, making articles and setting up the navigation, I think once you do that, you really can start to figure out how to use this stuff and it's it's really not that hard. So uh, it's definitely something that I think everybody should get out there and check out. Uh, if you have some web hosting, just uh, I would go explore, maybe you know, ask a question if you don't know if they have some kind of instant install thing that you can just you know click a button and it'll install it for you and you can start playing around with it. And uh, or you know just try and figure it out yourself. Uh, installing the package of software. Like I said, there's instructions for you to be able to do that as well. Um, but I think everybody should should try this at least and, and see what's going on there because it can be a useful tool and it, it can help you out in your own stuff. Or like I said, you may even want to use it for a customer that you're doing a website for because maybe they want that ability to go into their own website and change things you know, on a daily basis or at, at some point when you're not available to do it for them. So I think it's a... a I think it's a, a good opportunity there for increasing functionality and decreasing their dependence on you as the person that does everything, which is always a good thing. But uh, yeah, check that out. And like I said, if you don't have web hosting, I will put up the link to my web hosting, which I think is very good. It's very affordable. And they give you a ton of space and a ton of bandwidth, which means that I can upload and download things all day and uh, it's it's not going to cost me any money because they let me do it a lot. So I will put the the link up to that as well and uh, give it a try. You know these these CMS tools are very good. They're they've been developed on for for quite some time now, and they're very stable. And 
most of the plugins that you can download to get in there are as well. They work, they work quite well. So like I said, you can have problems here and again, but uh, for the most part, all this stuff works really well. And uh, of course, there's all kinds of forums and, and that kind of stuff out there to help you use this stuff if you're having problems. So give it a try. Uh, and he has Baker standing in his way. Two balls and no strikes to Baker. And a ground ball to third. Our bullpen entry for this time is called the Pro Designer. And this is actually found because they started following me on Twitter. Or they started following the Ricky Designer on Twitter. And uh, it just looked interesting. They have some, some interesting looking articles. Um one of which is called Five Best Ways in Making Your Site More Popular Than Ever. Uh, the newest one here is the 10 Most Common Errors Made Using Photoshop. So some interesting information, um, some nice little articles. Uh, they have some, looks like they have some links to some free stuff here. But basically they have some tutorials in here. They talk about web design, they have how-tos, but just articles about stuff that uh, should probably be useful to you. And again, that's called a pro designer. And let me actually look. Yeah, their username on Twitter is the pro designer. So um, I'll put that up on the website as well. But their website is theprodesigner.com. And again, it's just kind of useful information, articles and stuff, just like pretty much everybody else has out there these days, but it's always good to find some new ones that are, uh, have some fresh ideas and, and good information for you out there. So again, theprodesigner.com and uh, the Pro Designer on Twitter as well. So check that out. So that's about gonna do it for this time. Uh, I hope this was useful information. Uh, I know I'm not the the probably the best person to be talking about CMS tools because again I've only used them a little bit I've used WordPress quite a bit uh, but the other two things that I was talking about I've really just kind of explored them uh, I am going to be using them quite a bit coming up like I said we're going to be redoing the rookie designer site in this fashion so I am going to be getting, diving a little bit deeper into it but hopefully at least this um, you know was the tip of the iceberg for you piques your interest if you haven't checked them out yet because it really is a great way to, to build a website that has a lot of great functionality that again you might not be able to have normally because maybe you don't know how to build this stuff you know if you're just if you can create websites but you only use you know HTML CSS to build those websites and maybe even a little bit of JavaScript um, you're you're not going to be able to equal the capabilities of these websites I mean, they have all kinds of features, all kinds of feature sets that you can add into them, which are just phenomenal. So uh, again, check it out if you have the time to. And uh, I really think it's a great thing. All right. Uh, if anybody has any questions or wants to submit a podcast topic, I really encourage you to do that because it helps me to put out podcasts more regularly because I know what to talk about and also helps you because I'm talking about something you're interested in. So if you want to give me any feedback, you can always email me. It's rdpodcast at gmail.com. That's rd as in rookie designer, rdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can go up on my Twitter account, which is uh, username rookie designer. So it would be twitter.com slash rookie designer. Um, the forum is still going, but is lagging. I've noticed that it's not getting too much action these days. 
and I brought this up before and maybe we'll, maybe we'll put it to a vote or something whether that should continue on. I think it's a great resource, but obviously if not enough people are on there using it, it really kind of uh, declines. You know, there's, its usefulness is limited if there's not enough people on there to keep it going. So um, that's definitely something we might have to look at. But, you know, if you do want to go check it out, it's at rookiedesigner.com forum. And there is lots of information that is already archived on there, so you might want to go check that out. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's something we'll have to revi revisit in the future and see if it's something that should continue on. And uh, it's definitely, I think, going to change as we get into the new Ricky Designer website when that happens. Um, so maybe at that point it'll, it'll get upgraded in some way and make it a little more usable. Other than that, uh, I think we're done here. So hopefully this helped you out, and hopefully you can go check out those so pieces of software and uh, see if it's something that's going to work out for you. And uh, in the meantime, just remember that everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. Drive left center field. He might have had it. There it goes. It's out.